Father, we thank you for everybody here today, God. Father, we thank you for the spirit of truth. Father God, we thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Father, we ask you to open our eyes and our ears, God, to hear what the Spirit is saying to us today, God, in our inner, innermost parts, Father God. Father, we thank you that illuminate us, our eyes, our ears, our hearts, Father, to be open to your kingdom, Father, to be open to whatever you have for us today, Father God. Hide me behind the cross. Let your words come forth, God, and let my words be, be nothing, Father. Father, let us be oracles unto you, Father God, living oracles right now, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that the spirit of revelation come. Open our eyes and our ears, God, and let us know the times that we're living in and what, what we are ready to be walking into, Father God. Let the spirit of truth resonate in our in, inward part and let living water flow today. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for your blood. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your deliverance. We thank you for everything, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Today's message is called Persecuted but Blessed. Persecuted but Blessed. I don't think many Christians in America even realize what persecution is. I don't think many people in the world really know. Maybe, maybe some in, 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 in Asia and maybe some in the Middle East, but this global persecution is going to come. And believe me, it's already in America, but we just don't understand it because we're so carnally minded. We're so worldly that we don't understand. We just think people don't like us. Matthew 5, 1-14, And seeing the multitude, he went up to the mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened up his mouth, and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for here is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are, are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Remember that one too. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are them that are persecuted for righteousness. Persecuted for righteousness' sake. And who is righteousness? Jesus, the truth, the Holy Spirit. And we're one. For they shall be filled. Also, we shall be filled with righteousness as well. For there is the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is inside of us. It says, blessed when you're persecuted. For there is the kingdom of heaven. Because if you're not being persecuted, you're really not in the kingdom of heaven. Because you're not going to be persecuted if you're one with Babylon, if you're one with the world, if you think like the world, if you act like the world, and if you're a man-pleaser like the world, if you have fear of man like the world, if you fear the things of the world, you're, you're going to be just like them. But when you're different, when you act different, when the world hates you, when you walk in a room and you're hated, even I walk in churches, I'm hated. Why? Because the church is so worldly, they don't know the kingdom. The carnal church is in big trouble in America. Big trouble. And it's trying to get on us all the time. 
This carnality, this worldliness, this carnal mind, this thinking like the world, this trying to get, trying to get things when God has everything right at His hands. Striving of the world. Rest is of the kingdom. You just don't be born again. and you, This is something you train yourself in. You meditate on. That the Word of God changes us constantly. That we begin to look and to act and to be like Christians in Jesus. That's the problem. We have a lot of people with titles, but by their fruits, we don't know them. So he says this, Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute. Wow, I'm blessed when I'm persecuted. We don't feel blessed. Because if you don't feel blessed, it's because you really don't understand what's going on. Blessed, or when they revile you, means that means they don't want nothing to do with you. When they persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you. <laughs> you don't feel, you don't like when people are lying about you, and we're having it all the time. People lie about hot. People lie about people in hot. People go on Facebook and defraud one another. People have even gone to the court system and lied about us, lied about other people. But Jesus says, be blessed. We think we're doing something wrong. No, it must be we're doing something right. And don't look at the church in a mainstream scene because the world loves them. They want to give all the money. They want to, sit in, they want to give them the key to the city. They want to throw us out of every city we go in. There's a difference. Ministers and people all want to be welcome wherever they go. They want to be the key to the city. They want to have their name, you know, spread around and be, be loved and favored by all men. But the Bible says that in the end times and what happened in Paul's time wasn't like this. Paul was heading up some of the most persecuted groups of all time. Then he became one of the most persecuted men of all time. The same guy that was persecuting Everybody in the church had a divine encounter. He was of God. He was a Jew. He was a Pharisee. Supposedly, he was a, a very uh, biblically known, but he didn't have the Holy Spirit. He didn't have the understanding, and he didn't have the kingdom of God. So what he had was a mind of religion, and he, what he thought in his zeal, and he was a good man in that, but he was protecting what he believed was the the Torah, everything, which is the truth. But he didn't understand because of the Holy Spirit, because of his carnal mind. And a carnal church will not understand the things of the kingdom until they become born again, until they understand things. And they will persecute you. They will, they will deliver you up and they will turn you over to, to all kinds of, to the world. They'll turn in family. They'll turn in, it says your family will become your own foes in the end times because they don't understand because they don't have a renewed mind. And many in the church are becoming reprobate-minded because their mind is of the world. And everything they're soaking their mind in is not of the kingdom. And that's why when we go to... I said something to Marlene, and it's like, you know, we don't watch any... do anything. And that... we don't turn on TV, do nothing like that, raid nothing. And it's, it's like we're, all, we're detoxing every time we come here. And you start to hear from heaven more because you hear so many voices out there. But he says this, he said, Blessed when men revile you, persecute you, and shall say all men are evil against you falsely for my sake. 
Rejoice and be seated glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted, they the prophets that were before you. So they persecuted the, the people that were of me before you, my spokesmen before me. Now we're all spokesmen in one measure or another if we're anointed and born again. We're all called to carry the truth in our bellies. We're all called to witness. We're all called to evangelize. And we're all called to do the works of some kind of ministry in some compassion or form in the kingdom. So these when the prophet were men of God. Now we all are supposed to be like that. So all of us shall be persecuted. And he said, you, shall, you are the salt of the earth. And as the salt is lost, it's, it's flavor. It's, it's where it shall it be salted. Then forth it is good for nothing and is cast out. See, the devil wants us to make them when we're getting persecuted, we're doing something wrong. But if you understand that this is normal... It's not because you don't even have to open your mouth just before what you stand for. Because the more demons people have in them, the more they're going to be resistant to what is in you if they want their worldly demons. In John 15, 19-21, it says, if, the world, if, if you are of the world, then the world would love you. Because the world loves its own. But because you are not of the world... And I got to say, some of us might be of the world. That's why we don't understand. We get confused. We're double-minded. We, we're unstable in all that we do because we're worldly and then it's kingdom. But you can't be. You can't have God's blessing and want to be blessed from the world. You got to give up one or the other. That's why he says a double-minded man is unstable and all his ways receiving nothing from God, receiving no blessings from God. You need to be single-minded. God has a destiny for every single one of us. And He's not saying He's not going to promote you in the, in, in, in the world, but you can't be of it. You can't think like it. You can't act like it. You can't be like it. You're just in it. And God will take the benefits from that place and give them to you as well. He said, because we are the light of the world. And He says this, but because you are not of the world... He just said, but I have chosen you out of the world. So we're not in the world, but we're in the world. It means we're, we're, we're living here, but we're not of it. We're not, we're not under it. We don't come under the submission of Babylon, of King Nebuchadnezzar. We don't bow to Baal. We don't bow to the statue, even when everyone else is. We don't agree with abortion. We don't agree with homosexuality. We don't agree with those things, and we learn how to cope and bring the truth in that without hating and doing the things that a lot of people do. There's a lot of people in religion, they'll get self-righteous and they do it all wrong and they bear no fruit either. There's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end is death. And I want to add, in the end, bears no fruit. Because if you don't do it by the Spirit of God, then you're doing it by your flesh. Even if it's the right thing to do and it is truth, if it's not by the Spirit of God then it's a rusty sword. It does nothing but, but damage everyone around you. Remember that the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, and if they have persecuted me, they will persecute you. And if they have kept my sayings, my words, they will keep yours. But all these things I will say and do that you for my name's sake, because they knew not him that sinned. There's people that don't, know you because they really don't know Him. Yeah, they go to church. Yeah, they're in all your Christian groups on Facebook. But something's not right. Because Jesus, because they really don't know Him. They know about Him. 
They want to go to heaven. They've been raised maybe that way, but do they know Him? Because when we know Him, we bear witness with those that know Him, and we act like Him. And we don't, when, when, even when our flesh wants to say, I want justice, or I want this, you just know, oh, i got to bow to the Word. No matter how much, I can't do that, because I know clearly, because I know Him, and the Spirit of Truth is in me, and the Spirit of Truth in me guides me into all truth. So why would I be guided into a lie just because my flesh wants to? Or maybe I don't know Him. Let's go to... Proverbs, be thou not envious against evil men, neither desirous to be with them. For their heart studieth destruction, for their lips talk mischief. Through wisdom is a house built, and by understanding it is established. And some scriptures say by discernment, well, that's one of the gifts of the Spirit. By wisdom, a house is built, by, but discernment is established. See, establishing something means it's, it's fortified by God. It's got the fruits, it's got the barns filled, it's got the vats overflowing, it's got everything that it's established, it's, it's made its mark, it's known in the king, it's known in hell. Everyone says, oh, no, if you're not known in hell, you're really not of God. <laughs> We're not out to pick fights with the devil, but we don't bow down to him. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with the precious and the pleasant riches. The wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. For the wise counsel thou shalt Make thy war. And thy multitude of counselors, there is safety. Everybody wants to go solo. They can't go solo in the kingdom. You'll be taken out by deception. It says even the elect will be deceived if the time was not shortened in the end times. Do you know how end times we are right now? We're in most end times that we've ever been. you know how close we are? One election, this whole country will be turned upside down if it goes the wrong way. One Wrong person in leadership in this country, and the house in the, into the wrong hands, it's over. They can change and take down constitutions, whatever they want to do, and change everything in one and four years. Four years! We could be destroyed. We could no longer legally be Christians in this nation. Four years is all it really, really takes. If the majority and everything like went, it's going, and it's going to happen one day because it's in the Bible. But is it going to happen today? Is it going to happen in four years? Is it going to happen in six? Is it going to happen in eight? It's going to happen soon like that. <laughs> Persecution. Wisdom is too high for a fool. He opened not his mouth in the gate. He that devised to do evil shall be called the mischievous person. Persecution. Well, I was like, well, let me look up, you know, what, you know, because we all think persecution is being beat by throwing rocks at and beat up with sticks and, you know. But let's see, persecution says hostility, ill treatment, especially to race, political, or religious beliefs. Victimization, maltreatment, ill treatment, mistreatment, abuse, ill usage, discrimination. Tyranny, 
tyrannization, punishment, torment, torture, hounding, harrowing, badgering, teasing, bullying, molestation, berailing, um, despising. So if we're a new creation and if we're laying our life down for one another, then we're being treated worse for that. That's persecution. If somebody came to Jesus and they had a past before they got saved and they got in trouble before they got saved and all of a sudden you go and tell everybody how great and how much they're changed and they don't rejoice in that anymore because the system in the world is supposed to rehabilitate people or change people. But now because they know that you're a Christian, that you're, they don't even want to hear it, that's called persecution. When you're a Christian and all of a sudden they don't want to hear anything about you. They don't even care what you say when you're a Christian. But if you come with all of these rights and animals and uh, um, animal cruelty and all these different things, it's funny that the, the deception is so high that you can get away with killing a baby today, but you can't, you can't spank your dog or train your dog to be obedient because then it's, you'll go to jail. You can't put your dog to sleep or you can't, but you can kill a baby. That's the world we're living in today. And that's the world we've been in since the beginning, but it's worse and worse and worse every single day. If my job, and I'm honest and doing a great job, and a promotion comes up in the job area, and someone else gets it that's not as good, not as smart, and you know it, and everybody knows it, but they get the promotion and you don't because deep down they'll not say it, but they know you know and they know you're a Christian. That's called persecution and discrimination. You can't really prove most discrimination because it's silent. Most persecution is actions. The boss is not going to say, I'm not giving you a raise because I hate Christians. He wants to still use you because you're talented, but you're not going to be promoted. Only God can do that. God will supernaturally do that. God promoted Daniel in, in, in the kingdom because he placed him there. God promoted Joseph. No matter how much persecution did come against Joseph, God prevailed. God prevailed. God will continue to prevail for us. But there will be times when he'll let you know it's because of persecution. You're, you're like, oh my God, that person's always late to work. They miss a lot of work. Or they do this or they do that. And what could it be? And, you know, even per, uh, persecution. People could, that's what it is. They're not going to say it because it's illegal. It's not right. In the times to come, it's going to be very notable. But the persecution is already happening in America. Go out and try to rightly tell how, how demonic and evil and murderous abortion is and see how much persecution you begin to get. Go to Walmart and put up a little sign of abortion and all that and see how much persecution you begin to get. All you're doing is sticking up for a dead uh, a baby that wants to live. All you're doing is sticking up for life. How, that should be so good. I mean, I'm going to stick up for, for, for a child that has no chance to, in the hands of an evil world to be killed and then you'll be called, you're evil. That's called persecution. 
and see certain religions only stand for certain things. Certain religions only die for certain things. Most other religions are so compromisable, they'll do anything, and they just want you to follow their, their doctrine, but they don't care what you do. See, the kingdom of God, God cares what you do, and He cares what you believe, and He cares what you stand for. See, so what you stand for is what actually gets you persecuted for. And even if they don't even know you're a Christian, something about you will bother them and they'll persecute you. Persecution. Are we ready for it? Are you ready for it? When people and family does even... Don't even want you around. How many have been stopped and invited to family events? I have. Many of you have. You know what that is? It's called persecution. They don't want you around because you annoy them. You don't, they don't want to hear about now what you believe. But it's so funny. A liberal or another antichrist spirit, they can go on all day and say, I believe homosexuality. I believe all this. I believe this and I believe that. And you're supposed to be to say it's okay, we all need to accept one another. But really, you're never really accepted because of persecution. They say one thing, but they don't do it themselves. Call hypocrisy. They say, wait a second, you want me to, 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 um, um, what is a word like, receive you or uh, tolerate what you believe and you want us to, you'd be able to have a voice, but why can't we then? Persecution. So you're saying that you should be able to do whatever you want and tell everybody that you can do it and have free speech, but the minute we say something that we believe in that, then it's not okay anymore. And then when we don't believe what you believe, it's hate. But when you don't believe what we believe, it's, it's called freedom and free love. But it's the same thing. It's hate. But it's not hate on our end because it's truth. See, the hate that is on the other end is hate not because of anything you're saying. It's just hate because they hate you because you're not, because they hated him first. That's what it said. So they hate you, but they don't call it hate. They call it all different things. But they don't call the what the truth says it is. Because we follow God that says, love your enemies. Bless those that curse you. See, that's what, they can't stand that. See, so they'll find Christians that aren't walking in love and doing the right things all the time, and they'll, they'll, they'll show pictures of that. They'll show signs of those, but they'll never show somebody laying their life down, giving up all they have for the kingdom of God, loving people, laying down their life. They won't show that type of Christian. They'll just show all the other types of Christians that will make their case look good, that make us look crazy. See, that's what they do. It's called persecution. The only thing standing between us and that evil is the law. Once the law is changed, everything of that will be manifested fully. Beatings, stonings, torturings, and that. They just can't legally do that now. because So they don't want to go to jail, but their heart's already doing it. Jesus said, if you look after a woman and lust, with her in your heart, you already committed adultery. Well, if you, the Bible says if you hate your brother in your heart, you don't have to murder him. You already commit murder. So they're already doing the thing that their physical body wants and you don't even see it. Most people and most worldly Christians aren't even getting it because they're carnal. They think like the world. They hang out with the world. And they are going to fall with the world. They don't even realize it. 
The Bible speaks about that, about falling asleep in the times when Jesus is about to come back. I'm going to read a little bit about that. The biggest woe and the biggest wows is when, when it happens from so-called believers. You know what I've realized? Most of my persecution comes from Christians. Christians with false love. Christians that try to tell me that I shouldn't stick up for righteousness. Christians that try to tell me that you got to love, but they don't love them because they're not obeying the Word. Christians that have a false um, revelation of what real love is, what laying down one's life is, what, what real true, true believing of the Gospel really is. And they have this false Christ, so they present a false Christ. And we're not supposed to look like false Christ, we're supposed to look like Christ. So they want you to try to look like the Christ that they've made up in their own imagination, the Christ that they made up in their own heart. And when you don't look like that, the devil's deceiving them that they're not of you. Jesus said this in John 1. My little children, I write unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, he has an advocate of the Father Jesus Christ of righteousness. And he is the prohibition of our sins. And for, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Everybody has a chance. And I hereby, we do not know that we know Him. But if we keep, it says commandments, let's say, if we keep His word. Because His commandments are His words. Whatever He says us to do, we're supposed to do it. Even Mary knew that. Mary was like, hey, you don't know really who He is now, but I do because an angel came to me and everybody's been telling me and God told me and this is going to be the Messiah of the whole world and He was just about to get started in ministry and He's like, she's like, whatever He says, do it. <laughs> Why? Because when you do it, He does it. He says, For hereby we know that we know Him if we keep His word. He that saith, I know Him, and keeps not His word, is a liar, and the truth is not Him. So someone that takes a brother to court to sue him is a liar. Because the Bible says not to do that. Let's deal with things in the church. Can't we deal with the whole, can't the Holy Spirit be our judge? Can't we be led by the Spirit? Not in this day and age. That's the, the province we're in right now. That's where the church is in America and all around the world right now. And everybody thinks it's okay. They don't understand how serious it is. People take a few scriptures out of context and think they're going to be able to, 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 to stand on that. Everybody that's a real Christian or not knows John 3.16 because that's all they're believing. But there's a whole, there's about, I don't know how many more verses in the Bible. So he says this, and if you keep his commandments and and you're in the truth, and, and whosoever keeps his word and in him verily is the love of God perfected. Here we know that we are of him. See if you say, Oh, don't here's a Christian. Well, I'm not, I, I don't know yet. My spirit's not bearing witness, and by the fruits I'm seeing someone that would just act like the world. So I'm not saying people that are working on their flesh and being delivered from certain things, but knowing things like what I just said, taking a brother to the court or 
not forgiving. I don't have to forgive. What do, you, what do you mean you don't have to forgive? It's all through the Bible. Well, I'm not ready. Well, then you're not really ready to follow Jesus. Right? I mean, that's basically what people say. It's like, well, oh, give them time. Bro. We don't have time. When people are ready to follow Jesus, they do, when they get convicted, they do it right away. And then the power follows them. That's the power of the cross. That's the power that we have. We have the power to become the sons of God. So he says this, And he that keeps his word knows him. And he says in, in him, Ought himself also to so to walk, even as he walked. Walk like Jesus. Jesus did that. Oh my God, what am I supposed to do? Ah, yeah, his flesh wanted to. I'm sure on the cross. But he knew he couldn't. You think out of all the people, a man that never sinned wanted to stick up for himself when he had to shut his mouth when they took him in front of the... <laughs> I mean, how many of us when we're taken in front of people and we know we're right and we even have proof and we even have witnesses would be able just to shut up and let God be God. I'm not there. That's where I, he, he, that's where he wants to take all of us to that place and only speak when he tells us to speak. Right? So he says, Abide also in him and walk as he walked. Brethren, I write not a new commandment, but also an old commandment in the word, and you heard from the beginning. A new commandment I write unto you, because the darkness is past and the true light shines. He saith that he is the light and hates his brother, even is in darkness even unto now. He that loves his brother abides in the light and has no occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hates his brother is in darkness and was walked in darkness and knoweth not where he goes. Because the darkness has blinded his eyes. You don't think Christians can be blinded when they start to hate and not walk in the Word? Because the, the Bible says that the Word is the light into our feet and it's a lamp. It's the lamp. So we could even be convicted of something but not really know how to do it right. The Word will show us how. It does. And the Holy Spirit will comfort us even in the persecution that comes with that, obeying the Word. We're not being persecuted for obeying the world. We're being persecuted for obeying the Word. So, he said, He that hates his brothers in darkness, and I write, not un I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven. And you. So he's, he's not talking to the world. He's talking to us because it's needed. Even back then, it's, it was needed. And how much more now? I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from and from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong in the word. I'm writing unto you because you're strong in the word of God abide and the word of God abides in you. See, carrying a Bible around reading is not the word abiding in you, that's religion. The word abiding in you is being made flesh in you so you know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it at the time you need to do it. Right then is the word going to be manifested in you. You don't have to go when you're walking and maturing the word and go ask 10 people, what am I supposed to do? You know what to do when you do it. Those are mature Christians. And if you've been in the church two, three, four, five, seven years, you should be mature by now. 
The disciples shook the world after three years with Jesus. They were matured that fast. And they only had the Holy Spirit for a couple months before they started shaking the world. Yeah, they had some conflicts in the beginning trying to figure some things out, but they figured them out by the Holy Spirit. But as they grew and grew and grew, they became more dead to this world, more dead to the things, and their, their doctrine matured, and they matured in Christ because they allowed the Holy Spirit to be the teacher and guide, not just their own mind. So he says, here it is right here, from the beginning, because you are strong and the Lord abides in you and you overcome the wicked and love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I mean, we all like nice things. He's not saying you don't need to like nice things or want to have nice... I mean, as long as it doesn't go along with covetousness and get into sin, but it's the love of it. See, you cannot love God and love the world. You cannot love... It says, even says you cannot have two masters, but he's not even talking about... We're talking about persecution because when you love God, you'll be persecuted. When you love the world, you won't be. It all goes together. It's just like... You can take this part of the Bible, anything, and it all goes together about the kingdom of God. And that's what we're talking about today. Persecution in the kingdom of God. Because it's coming, and it's here. But it's not manifested to the natural sight, but it's manifested in my spirit. I see it all the time. Many people don't pick it up because it's not the persecution that the Bible had to the, to the level that it had. And it's not the persecution we're seeing people being beheaded in Iran or wherever, but they're just ready for it to be okay. If they said today, okay, whoever hates Christians, go ahead, you can do whatever you want to them, there'd be chaos. There'd be because people hate Christians. The liberals would come out and they would take us and put us in cages and they would torture us because they hate. They just can't do it because they don't want to go to jail now because there's a law that stops them. Because they don't, they don't abide to God's law. They're just afraid of man's law because they don't want to go to jail or be killed themselves. So the only thing that's restraining them is the law of man. So once the law of man gets changed, you think you're not going to be persecuted wherever you're at? This nation, any nation? The Antichrist spirit is everywhere. It's the truth. He, the word passed away and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abides forever. The will of God, you'll abide forever. That's what we need to learn. That's what we need to live. That's what we need to breathe. That's what we need to do. The will of God. Yeah. Even religious people, whatever want to do, it's like, oh, that'd be great. It'd be fun. Yeah, but I have to hear him. And if I don't hear him, he knows I don't hear him because if you think you hear him and you don't hear him, then that's just a mistake. But if you hear him and you don't obey him, then that's rebellion and you're in trouble. And if he doesn't say anything, he'll know you, you don't know that he's saying it yet and he'll make it clear. So a lot of people, they got to do, do, do. And it's like, maybe you just... You're doing what you're supposed to do, and you just need to be happy with that for now. Be settled, like that song that we played. So he says, this is, the, this is the one scripture here that really was the whole thing. He says, little children, it is the last time, and you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. Even now are many Antichrists. Wherefore, we know it is the last time. And it is way worse now than it's ever been. They went out from us, they went out from us, but they were not of us. Because if they were of us, they would have been, they would have no doubt continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest 
that they were not all of us. Think about that. Think about the actions you've seen people do. They're not really of us. They're constituents. They're for Christ, but they're not really for all of Christ. They're for salvation. They don't want to go to hell, but are they really for the cross? There's a big difference. No, they're more for family. They're more for their job. They're more for this. They're, they're not going to make it. When the end times, you might make it now. You might make it in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, but right before Jesus comes back, that ain't going to be enough. You've got to count the cost now. So he said, they were not of us, but if they had, but we have an unction from the Holy One and know all things. Wow, I know all things. Don't think you know all things you'll not know anymore, but he's saying you know all things. Everything you need to know, he'll let you know. That's what he's telling you. You'll know where to go if you're abiding in him and you're humble and, and you're seeking God for direction. What kind of father would, you're seeking direction and he lets you go fall in a pit? No, it's because you're seeking the pit. You're seeking your own desire. You're seeking your own path. You'll find it. He's over here says, abide in me and I'll abide in you and you'll be blessed. You'll be persecuted, but you'll be blessed. See, people don't want the persecution. They just want the blessing. Am I telling you the truth? Yes. Amen, I know, because it's the word. I have an unction from the Holy Spirit. Everyone say, I have an unction. We do. I hope we do. I hope all of you do. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it. He said, I'm not preaching to you today because you don't know the truth. I'm preaching to you today because I believe you know the truth. And I'm reminding you of it because it's so easy to start getting off. This is why we need the gifts and the fruits to be prepared. The gifts and the fruits to be prepared. Let's see how people... I, I was looking because sometimes you don't know and sometimes you go on Bible Gateway and you're trying to find a scripture and it doesn't come up because you didn't word it right. It's really So I'll go to Google... And I'll put part of that, just what it's about, in that saying it. So I did this for this other scripture because I was already looking for it. And I actually told Marlene before I left this, so when I came in, and then I'm like, this guy said, Paul's biggest mistake. Paul did not, uh, Paul should have listened to this guy. And I'm like, wait a minute. But God told me in the shower today, this scripture, to bring it to this message today. And he told me something different. It's like, Wow. So I read a little bit, I go, oh my God, that's so stupid. Because if Paul made a mistake, that means he would be rebellious to the Holy Spirit. And let's read it ourselves. How much more we need the gifts. How the Holy Spirit even led him in to be in captivity. Even led him in to be tortured. Led him in to be arrested. Oh, that's not God. Who said it's not God? You're saying it's not God because you have your own Christ. You have your own Bible mentality, but you're not really paying attention to what happened here in the Bible. Let's read it. It's really interesting. And I'm like, oh, it's like so happy. God, I was shouting. So I got something more because all I had was as the title. And then it's like, oh, I like this. This is going to be awesome now. Then I'm excited because then you're like, oh, is it going to go good? Am I going to say the word? Gonna... What is he going to say? Acts 21, 17, 14. And when he had finished his course, so he did some stuff, and when he came to Bond, he saluted the brethren and abode 
that one day he hung out with the, the church there. The, he hung out with the brothers one day. And the next day, they were at, they were at Paul's company departed. So Paul was there, his company departed, and came unto Caesarea. He went and entered into the house of Philip the evangelist, which was one of seven, and abode with him. So then he went to Philip's house. And then the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. And as he tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. So here we have, so there's, you never know when you go in a certain place, prophecies start. Like when we were in Philippines. It just started because of the prayer, the warfare, and all the freedom. We began to get messages, word and not, because they've made an ap atmosphere of it, and things get starting to get dropped. It wasn't harder ground because they were they were preparing it, and they were in prayer, and it was and it's a good place. So Paul gets into that kind of atmosphere now, because there was daughters that already prophesied. And then Agabus shows up, and he says this. And when he was come, he took Paul's girdle, took his girdle, and he bound his hands and feet. Oh, my God. This guy's like, Paul should have never went. Like, wait a second. He's like, he bound his feet and his hands and his feet, and he said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle. Go, go, go Google that. Maybe you'll run into the same nonsense of, of people that don't even know the word. Man that owneth the girdle. So if he didn't go, how would that happen? I used to think that too. It's like, wow, Paul was so radical. Paul was warned because religion tells you all these things because religion doesn't believe in persecution. Religion only believes everything is already Right. There's nothing we need to stand on. There's nothing we need to believe in. Religion, we just, we just go into heaven and we just need to live for this world. But in the kingdom, you become persecuted. So he says this, The Holy Ghost shall come in the Jews, and by what? His own old people. They were the Jews. Paul was a Jew. He was the first. He was a notorious man. Now... They betray him. They put him up. They want to arrest him. And they say, The Holy Ghost and the Jews in Jerusalem, the man owned the girl and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. So he's going to put him in the court system and wherever he was going. And, and when he heard these things, both we and they of that place besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. So the people around him were trying to tell him, so they were going to deliver him in Jerusalem to the Gentiles, which is the whoever was the policing, because you know back then Jews were there, but they Romans were taking over, whatever. I don't know all the details because I'm not a theologian. It doesn't really matter. The matters what. But he was going to deliver him. Uh, you're going to deliver him to that. And then, even the people, how many people around us would say, hey, don't go? All right? I mean, I mean, just look at this. He says this. So he says, And the man that owned the girl, and shall deliver you in the hands of the Gentiles. And he went and heard these things. Both we and thee in the place besought him not to go to Jerusalem. Now, wait a second. 
God told him to go there, or he wouldn't have went. So everyone around him was telling him to go there, but God was telling him to go there. Because they were, they loved Paul, but they didn't see what was over they are They found out from the prophet what was over there, so they're like, we'll go over there. But Paul's like, well, God told me to go over here. So I want people around me that tells me, where does God want me to go? Not where they want me to go. Not where safety is. Not where there's no persecution. Not where the world is. But I'm going to go where God is. And He'll bring me out. And He'll bring me through. That's, that's, that's where we need to get as a church, right? So he's like, so the guys, what, so what the guy on this big website is saying just ticked me off was, because I'm like, wow, well, God told me this. And the Holy, is that the Holy Spirit or is that my spirit? Well, it was the Holy Spirit because it was truth. So then he says, the guy on the internet said, well, so you're saying Paul needs to do whatever he wanted to do. No, Paul did what God led him to do. He was led by the Spirit of God. Jesus was led by the Spirit of God all the way to the cross, all the way to Pilate's house, all the way to the cross, and then all the way to the tomb, and then resurrected and came all the way back, all in the will of God, all led by the Spirit of God and by the power of God. But you can't say that around. Go, go try to preach that in, down the street at, at the Baptist church somewhere or something. It ain't going to fly because they're in the facade because they're Americanized. They're worldly. They're carnal. So what are we trying to say? What is going on here? So this guy's saying that Paul sinned right on the internet and people, hundreds, he's big. And these type of teachings and ministries get thousands and millions of viewers and listeners because the flesh wants to hear those type of things. God's not going to let me get in any trouble. God's not going to let me face anything. God would never let Daniel go in the lions and he would have delivered him way before he had to go through all that fear. Now maybe his trial... Maybe Daniel, that's why I posted this week, your faith is going to be found in the trial, not before it happens, but in it. Faith is only tested when you're in the middle of the storm, not before the storm. You get, oh, I have faith, we're not going to... No, God said the storm's coming, so why would you have faith that you're not going to go through the storm? So why did God tell the prophet? So Paul could get his heart ready. So when he was arrested, he knows he's in the will of God. Not like what happened to John the Baptist. When he starts going under witchcraft and saying, is Jesus even the one anymore? Because no one was able to go tell John. But that's why we need the gifts in the church. So the carnal church wants to keep the gifts away from us and keep us out of the Holy Spirit so then we can just go by man's spirit and try to find the safest place all the time, the easiest way or whatever. But that's not always the, the path that God has for us. Right? So... This, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are so important. That's why the church wants to shut down the Holy Spirit and the gifts. So this guy warned Paul, so Paul's like, okay, well, I already heard from God, so I'm not going to listen to all of them. I understand they care about me. They understand that, and I love them for that. And he's like, cool with it. But I got to go because God already told me. It doesn't matter. I mean, you see what I'm saying? So right then, that was called persecution. What was he doing? He was representing Christ. When he went to Jerusalem, he was representing Christ. And in Jerusalem... He, that happened to him. And then God, went, but he still had a ministry. That was in the book of Acts. My gosh, he wrote how many epistles? Because he knew. And even when he got saved and knocked off the horse, God said, I'm going to tell you all the things you're going to go through for my namesake. 
He didn't say all the things I'm going to deliver you. Now you're going to be on cloud. You have the joy of the Lord and you're going to hide and I'm going to protect you and you're not going to be seen. But you're not really seen by the devil if God wants to hide you. But he'll hide, he hide Jesus in the crowd. But he, Jesus walked right through them when it, but until his time. But if you don't know and you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and you face something like that, you're going to think you did the wrong thing. You're going to think that you're out of God's will. That's how important the doctrine that we listen to and be preached at is. But we have itchy ears. So... He said that, and he said, Then Paul answered and said, What do you mean? Why you weep and break? Break my heart. They're like, oh, he's going to really go. He's really going to obey God. If he didn't, he wouldn't be a real apostle, would he? If he listened to man. For I am ready, and not to be bound only. See, now he's like, I'm ready now. I'm already prepared. I already know what I'm, I'm, this is all about now. And also to die in Jerusalem, but for the name of the Lord. In other words, I'll die anywhere for him. Are you ready to die? Are you ready for persecution? Well, I'm glad. I know you want to be. But I don't think any of us are, but I understand. I want to say yes too. But I'm not ready. You're not ready. That's why God say, "Get ready." And I understand what you're saying. I'm not trying to say it because that's our heart. We all say yes, yes, Lord. But when it happens, are we really ready? And if we're not ready, then we're not going to be able to handle it. If we can't handle the dirty looks and the snarls in the, in, in, in the grocery line and the ladies running into us and nasty for no reason, how are you going to be ready for that? And when he would not be persuaded, we cease saying, the will of the Lord be done. Everybody say, the will of the Lord be done. And that's it, right? That's what all we, that's the whole God. That's all we need to learn. What is your will for me, God? Where do I live? Where do I eat? Where do I work? And when you're there, everything's there. Paul, when Paul told, and when he was looking back to find, saw the guy, he might be sick. Oh, okay. And when Paul told that he was going to be bound, the gift was to show him what was to come. If Paul didn't do that, he would be rebellious, right? He, God wouldn't keep using it. He'd be like, I, why did I pick this man? No. He did what God wanted, not what was easy. But Jesus said, you'll be hated of all men. Do we really understand what that means and is? We're created to bring God glory. To die to... See, people will run from this message because they think if they don't hear it, then it's not really going to happen. But the problem is, yeah, if you hear it and you don't do it, you're just stupid. But if you hear it and don't do it, then you know. So people say, I don't even want to hear it. But the thing is, if they don't hear it, it's going to really happen. So at least if we hear it, we know what's going to happen when it happens. That's why we keep preaching the gospel. We're created to bring, we're created to bring glory to God. To die is to live and to live is to die. A short work, the Lord said, He'll make on the earth. How long ago was that? What makes a true, what makes a true and a false brother true brother would know the word and want to and want not to forgive want to take vengeance and want justice that's what a false brother would do but a true brother obeys the word and even if they don't want to submit to they submit to it because they know it's the only way that's why the carnal church is so wicked I see people taking people in the church to court and doing these things. It's like, 
do they know those same people are going to take you just for being a Christian? Because you're going to say, I'm not a really Christian. I'm not one of them. They're not knowing the whole time. They're, 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 turning, they're turning over on Jesus and they're turning over to the devil and they're thinking it's right because it's called deception. It's called illusion. It's called the great falling away. And that's what's going on. Mark 13 says, and, and he went to the temple, and one of the disciples said, And a master, what manner of these stones when the buildings are here? Jesus answered and said unto him, Seeth these great buildings? I'm almost done. And there shall be one left upon another, and shall be thrown down. And he said unto them, The Mount of Olives in the temple. And Peter had asked him, said, Asked him privately. See, Peter had a lot of pride issues he was working on. He's always doing things privately. But at the same time, Jesus was rebuking him openly to kill that thing. Get behind me, Satan. He was prideful when he got a revelation, but when he didn't know something, he always went privately. That's just a little sidebar for how a lot of us do that too. Because, but when we know that we know, we'll let everyone, ah, you are the Christ. Oh, Peter, you're so anointed. Jesus, is this really what you mean and say? We all do that private. Don't tell anybody. Secret tax. And this is, that's fine. You can do that. But the thing is, why are you doing that? It'd be what if? We don't know something, we don't know it. That's great. Then we know more. And, 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 and it's just something we got to work on. So God was working on Peter the whole time. Remember at the end, oh, I'll never. He was the first. Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of them be fulfilled? And Jesus said, Answer and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many will come in my name. Well, many doctrines will come out from me, from my name, but they're not my doctrine, put it that way, and shall deceive many. And when you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, we've been hearing all that, do not be troubled, for such is the needs shall be, and is not the time yet. And when you shall hear of these things, and for nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, that's been going on now for a while, and it's going on right now. But what really hasn't been going on for a while is sitting down with someone like North Korea, that's, it seems so good in the world, but is it good? It seems good. I mean, peace seems good, right? According to the Bible, it's not good because that means it's, it's almost over. Right. <laughs> so, are you loving peace in your flesh because you think that peace is really going to be for you or for the world? They'll have all that peace till they go to hell because they take the mark of the beast or whatever. It's because they already have it in their heart. So he said, kingdom against nation and, and this take heed, they, men, they shall deliver you up to councils. That's the court systems. That's the, and in the sin guys and they'll bring you into churches into other false religion into masks, Right? into synagogues, and you shall be beaten, and you shall be brought before rulers for my testimony against me, and the gospel first will be published among all the nations. But when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought what you shall say. Everybody wants a, everybody wants a, somebody, well, I'm not going to go, they're probably going to listen to this message, but somebody, other people want a, a lot of people want techniques. They want to know, you know, they want steps. You know, what do I do this if I meet this person? There's no steps. It's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He'll, and if he doesn't put it in your heart to speak, don't open your mouth. And he says, Do not premeditate 
But whatsoever you shall be given to you at that hour, and they always say hour for that time. It's like, the guy in Acts was like, Jesus, say the word. And, my, and, it says, and then they say in the same hour, and when Peter said the same hour, the girl, they mean at the same time. There's no time in the spirit. He's like, he said it and it was done. And he says, yeah, I had to get an hour for Jesus' words and power to get to the other city. That's the type of, to, I don't know if anybody didn't know that. I didn't know that for a while when I, the Holy Spirit, I was like, what an hour? It's like, why don't they just say the same right at that moment? <laughs> but, you know, King James, they have to kind of get it. That speak, yea, for it is not you that speaks. So then you got to wait an hour, right, to speak something nice. Never mind. Okay, you got it. And no speak, the Holy Ghost will speak it. Wow. Do you trust them? Or are you speaking of your own? Now brother shall betray brother to death. Wow, that's heavy persecution. He didn't say enemy shall betray enemy to death. Brother. Brother. Hey, brother. How many people call me brother? Next week they're stabbing you in the back. Brother. Yeah, don't, don't tell me brother. My brother is those who do the will of the Father. And that ought to be your brothers and sisters as well. And you'll be hated of all men for my sake. But he that endures till the end shall be saved. It says, Father against Son, and all that, and be put to death. It says, But when you shall see the desolation spoken in the prophet Daniel, and ought to... See, we, we don't really read this in Mark too often. And Mark was the shortest one, and Mark was the one that was on the TV that came on when the Bible was playing, and then I walked, turned it on since the first time, and it was there right after, it was Wednesday, Thursday morning after Wednesday night. I sent the text out. I was like, confirmation, 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 dream, dream. Well, if God's telling us all about persecution, we, just like Agabus came and prophetically warned us, we better not just say, oh, it's just another message. It's in the Bible. It's prophetic. This is a prophetic ministry. God is a prophetic God, and we're supposed to be a prophetic people. But everybody, it's just another message. I'm going to be built up. Here, he says, those that have a, ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, hear or else you'll be deceived. God, we need to be awakened and we need to be quickened in our spirit or we're going to be lost. Yell, scream, wake me up. I need to be woken up more. I'm not where I should be and nobody here is. Nobody in the, I don't know anybody out there. But God's going to do it. And He's doing it. And i got to trust Him, and we will trust Him. And He says, you'll be hated of all men. And what you hear, speak it on the mouthtop. Don't come down. Speak it on the housetop. Don't come down from the house, neither there enter in. And He says, he that is in the field, do not come back and take your garment. But woe unto them that are with child in the day and suck in those days. I pray that your flight not be in the winter. For these days of affliction, such from the beginning of creation, He's saying... This time, even the time in the book of Acts is not even close to what he's saying is going to happen to the end time church. Are you ready? It's persecution. And except that the Lord, because we don't persecute anybody. We don't persecute Hindus, Muslims. We're supposed to we try to love them, right? <laughs> the Christians are going to be, and Jews are going to be persecuted from everybody. The world, the Antichrist, every other religion. Everybody, we're the remnant. We only have each other and everybody wants to do their own thing. 
You're not going to make it on your own. And except the Lord has shortened those days, no flesh shall be saved. But for the elect's sake, that's us, whom He has chosen. It's not just the Jew. We are in the, in the blood of Jesus. We are in the Spirit. In Him we breathe, we move, and have our being. So we're chosen. Just not anybody can be in Christ and move and have their being unless they're chosen by God and born again. So He's talking about us. We need to hear these messages constantly to keep us awake. Because it says we hear the word and the cares of this life start to choke out the word, choke us out to where we don't even, can't even breathe in, in the kingdom anymore. They started good. They were happy when they heard the word, but where are they now? That's what he says in these scriptures. For false Christ and prophets shall rise and show many signs and wonders and seduce even, if, even the elect, if it were possible. God won't let you be deceived if you're humble and following him. Believe that. The enemy will lie to you and say you're deceived, but humble yourself and follow him. Even if you are deceived for a second, he'll show you. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. But he never said you might not leave him or forsake him. Big difference. His promise is not my promise. My covenant has to be what I do. His covenant is bound, but am I going to keep mine? In those days shall there be tribulation, sun darkened, and stars. And, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds, the great power, and the angels. It says, learn the parable of the fig tree. And it goes on and on. It says, even it's at the door. And he says, it shall come to pass. And we know that it isn't all the wars and persecution. that It's the peace. Because right in the middle of all the peace will be the, per the biggest persecution of all time. Why? Because five years, the Antichrist, he's going to try to, he's going to get all the carnal Christians first. Mark, 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 because of deception. And then the real ones, he's like, hey, what's, what's up with this group? I mean, they're all, these guy Christians, they've been following, look, they're internet, they're on Facebook, they do Christian posts, they all got the mark of peace. Who are these? Who is this, this, this remnant that I can't even deceive? Kill them all. He's going to be so angry at the Antichrist and he's going to, and he's going to send all the one world uh, government officials out to kill and arrest right in the middle of the seven years of peace. Are you ready for persecution? He'll make us ready. Don't think you've got to strive and do it. you just got to be in Him. In Him. In Him we breathe. In Him we move. In Him we have our being. And some older people didn't even live in this tenacity because God knew, why am I going to do all that? And I know right before it happens, they're going to be with me. He does certain things in certain times. And certain, it doesn't go by the letter all the time. We need to go by the Spirit. Oh, but it was, I was growing up in Seattle, but it wasn't that time. And that older person's now gone and with the Lord. Why is he going to waste all this, these messages for just every message that we hear is, is made for us uniquely? And for the times and the seasons that we're in. And he says, The hour and day no man knows, but the angels that are in heaven. Take heed, watch, and pray. For you know not when the time is. Wow. But we can feel it. It's soon. Keep watching. If your brother's asleep and you're on game, wake him up. Kick him. If you're if you if you got a house, square house, and 
you got one someone on the left side front east north south east and west and the guy over here on the on the let's call that well where are we at here on the west side and you can see him all the way he's falling asleep that affects you because that they're going to get in on you and come around your back oh that's a whatever i'm going to be saved well you know what you're going to go through a lot more hell because you're not looking out for your brother so a smart person because you're 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 protecting the kingdom is going to say hey Go throw water on and whatever. Wake up, man. Get on your post. That's what a real brother does. Not go give him a blanket. Go to bed. Oh, he's tired. That's what religion does. That's what the carnal church is doing. Give him a pacifier. It's going to be okay. Jesus got this. This is just the truth. Are you ready for persecution? Son of man, taken to far junior, left the house and authorities of his servants, and every man does his work, and commanded the porter to watch. And therefore he said, You know that the master of the house cometh, and even as at midnight, and the cock crowing, and in the morning, let the coming suddenly he found you, find you sleeping. That's what God's doing right now. He's awakening the church. Because if you wake up and you're being persecuted, you're going to give in. You're going to be like, wait, this isn't what I've heard in the Bible. This isn't, this is, this is the devil. Oh, no, no. You've got to be ready. You've got to know the Word and you've got to be walking with Him. And the Holy Spirit and prophets will warn you and show you and give you the right direction. See, prideful people, see, the problem with prideful people is people tell you something. You get a message, but it's... Well, pride is... And it's right and everything, but then they don't see it. They don't receive it. Why? Because it's always for someone else. They know everything. They got it. They're, they're, they've arrived. Because pride is so strong, they don't even see and repent. And it's always the other man. That message is for the other church. We're good. Oh, yeah? Well, it's for everybody. Last scripture, everybody just stand up. Last two quotes, I want to end on this. 2 Corinthians 12, and then I want to pray for tenacity, for boldness, and for strength in these times that we're about to face. 2 Corinthians 12, nine. what if God's doing things in other nations? Because we're going to leave this nation overnight because something's going to happen. And we're going to get five or six or seven or twelve more years of preaching the gospel and establishing something in another nation which is more Christian we got to follow Him and do everything that He says to do. Spend what He tells us to spend. Don't do what He tells us to do. Go where He tells us to do. Not just preach, preach, preach. Go, go, go. That's what people think they got to do. i got to preach here, preach there. you got to be in His will. And in that you'll be preaching wherever He has you preaching. And He said unto, unto me, 2 Corinthians 12, 9-11, My grace is sufficient to thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, would I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmity. How many are there yet? In reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions. Wow. In distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I have become a fool in glorying that 
ye have compelled me, for I ought that I have been commended of you, for in nothing am I behind the chiefest apostles, though I be nothing. He's like, he, find, he went from, you all heard this because everyone said, oh, he went from chief sinner to, what he's saying is, though I be where I am, though the revelation that I got, I'm nothing. No matter how much you think you know, you're nothing in these times. You, what makes you something is to be able to endure till the end. Not knowing all about enduring doesn't get you to endure. It's the Holy Spirit that does it. Last scripture, Romans 8, 35-30. You all have heard all these many times because they've been taken out of scripture to what they really mean. What People take this scripture out and they, they don't even pay attention because they're in a little storm and they're having a little problem and they're like, call it tribulation. And they put, oh, I'm going, you know, I'm like, I got fired from my job and, you know, it's a big deal for the moment, but God, you know, it's not the end of the world. Not the end of the world. This is what we're talking about. The end of the world. Persecution. <laughs> but this is about the end of the world and that's why we're preaching it. You know, your job is important and you think it is. It's really nothing in the kingdom of God in that sense of what and where. Now, if you get fired for doing, being stupid and all that, and you cause, most of us cause our own storms and we take these scriptures and we apply them because they're there. They're not even for you. You need to repent. Who shall separate me from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, pearl, sword. People think that, they read this, I don't think they see that, even in those things you're not going to be separated from Christ. They take that like, just take it in the wrong, the wrong sense. As it is written, for our sake we're killed all day long, we are accounted sheep for the slaughter. No, in all these things we are more then conquerors him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers or things present or things to come nor height nor depth or not, no other creature is able to separate us from the love of God. What he's saying is persecution, stripes, imprisonments, whatever the world is making you think you're wrong or bad, you're blessed. You're blessed in that. You need to know that. You're, the kingdom of God is at hand. Because when it's all over, you pass the test. Whatever you go through, and you go, you're going through, because where's, where's, our, where's the finish line? In glory with God. So whatever we're doing, it doesn't matter. You're always going through. I don't care if you're in the last five minutes of your life, you're going through. I mean, to, to give up in the last, that's what people are going to do in the end times. It'll be the last hour of their life. Die or take the mark of the beast. You might gain a couple more years, but you're not going to... The Bible clearly says that you sold out to God, Christ. So you need to know about that. Martyr witness means martyr. It says the blood of the martyr cries out from the ground. It says many Christians. So that's the ultimate persecution is to be killed for what you believe. But it starts and it's all over the place right now. It's at your job. It's at the grocery store. It's in the mall. Start talking about Christ and see how we do it. Then, then that's when we stop witnessing because like, this is crazy. Nobody wants to hear. No, they don't. But someone does. So God's like, you can't stop. You just need to learn how to be persecuted. Are you ready? Father, we thank you that blessed are those that are persecuted. I'm not, we're not asking for persecution this week or anything. We just want to know all about it and you just show us and train us for it. 
But blessed are those that, and I, we want to be blessed, so I mean, I guess it goes hand in hand. Blessed are those that are persecuted. When men shall speak all evil against you for his name, there is the kingdom of God. Father, we seal this word. We thank you for it, God. We ask you to lead us into your heart, into your, into your provision, into, your, into, your, into everything that we're called to be in, God. Father, by your blood, God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Our mind, we have the mind of Christ. Everybody just put your hands on your head. Father, we thank you for the mind of Christ. Father, we thank you for the blood that cleanses our mind, that water in the Word of God that washes us, renews us, and makes us think like you, God. Think like the kingdom, God. Father, forgive us for lukewarm, for complacency, for anything, God, that so easily comes when we get so entangled into the affairs of this life, God. But Father God, I know that you'll give us pleasure. You'll give us good things. We have those times of, of refreshing. We have. It's not all beating ourselves, it's not, but we need to know. Because when these awesome times that are right now could be just a year, six months, or three years away, all change overnight. We need to be ready. So Father, we thank you that you'll make us endure till the end. That is our cry. If anyone wants to make that commitment with God, just come up right now. In Jesus' name, amen.